This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I wonder if the Eagles just took Jonathan Gannon and said, you know what, don't get on the plane. Just stay here. <laughs> You're going to be the Cardinals coach anyway. You in this stinky field, the, the god-awful field, uh, you can go and just you know start your job early. You know we don't. Well, we'll have somebody ship you all your stuff. How about that? Wow! Honestly. Come on, Carlin, you can't do that, man. Hey. That's your coach. That's that's a guy that you trust. If you're a defensive player in that locker room, and unfortunately, he came up small in the biggest spot in the season. It happens. But Carlin, I didn't realize this until I heard the the intro at the top of our show. I had to go back and look at the coverage rate breakdown for the Philadelphia Eagles. 70% of the night they were in man coverage. 70%. Think about that. 70% of the dropbacks, they're in man coverage. That's a high number going up against a Pat Mahomes-led offense. By the way, did you see what the name of the play was that they ran twice, two different versions of it, once with Sky Moore, once with Kadarius Tony, that really burned Jonathan Gannon? See what the name of the play was? No, I did not. Corn Dog. <laughs> Yeah. That was the name of the play for Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And as a result, because of a corn dog, the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. And in case you're just joining us, about two hours and 20 minutes from now, the Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes, is going to join us on the show. We're looking forward to that. But, of course, today everybody is talking about the penalty at the end of the game called on James Bradbury. Of course, it was defensive holding, and the idea that you're going to call that penalty in that spot to me is absolutely absurd. Canty, I've reached out to people around the league today, uh, players, coaches on both sides of the ball, probably texted with about five or six different people, and universally they all say the same thing. Was it a penalty by definition? Sure. Technically, did it stop Juju from making a play in the end zone? No. Should it have been called in that spot? Absolutely not. And I couldn't agree more when the game has been called one way the entire night. I mean, think about this. There were only two penalties in the second half before that. One of them was delay a game, and the other one was offside. Yeah, Carlin, I get it. We don't like the call. I don't like the call either. I would rather see... The Kansas City Chiefs be forced into a field goal situation because they didn't convert to third down and Jalen Hurts to get the ball with about a minute and a half left. That's what every sports fan outside of Kansas City wanted. But it didn't happen because James Bradbury got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. There was restriction on, on two parts of the route that Juju Smith-Schuster ran. First on the whip part of the route, and then once he tries to break it up and head to the end zone, he grabs James Bradbury, grabs Juju Smith-Schuster with that left hand. Now, it's debatable whether or not you think that restriction played a part in him not being able to get to where Mahomes was throwing the ball. But, Carlin, nobody will have the answer to that because there was a penalty on the play. We just don't know. And I think that's in part why the ref's hands are tied when you have to throw that flag in that situation. I get it. We don't like it. But the reality is that if Bradbury doesn't hold him, then you know you don't have to worry about that. But there was a penalty um, there, and they, the refs ended up calling it. I, I can't criticize them for doing that when I didn't criticize the refs at the end of the AFC Championship game for calling Joe aside with unnecessary roughness. I can't do it. Well, listen, I, I, I get that. 
Uh, I think it's much different than the end of that game because that's that, that's just on a sigh in that spot of you have to know better. Uh, it's a quarterback, and you're hitting him out of bounds, and that was blatant. I, I don't equate the two uh, the same way. Well, if the, well, James Bradbury's got to know better. Jonathan Gannon's got to know better. First of all, stop lining up in man coverage uh, and, and letting the Chiefs beat you with the same concept, which is that, that jerk route, that whip route, and then those guys turning it up for – uh, a conversion. I mean, Travis Kelsey beat um, the DBs from the Eagles on a similar route in the first half of that game. Like, you can't allow them to keep running the same concepts and keep beating you. At some point, you have to make an adjustment, and the DBs for the Philadelphia Eagles didn't make that adjustment. And then beyond that, James Bradbury, you got to know, you can't grab a guy, wrap your arm around a guy's waist on the in-breaking portion of the route, and then grab him with your left hand when he tries to go vertical. You can't do both of those things in one play. You should know better. But he did it, and it opens the door for the ref to make that call. If he doesn't grab him, guess what? We're not talking about that. We could be talking about the Chiefs having to settle for a field goal. We could be talking about Pat Mahomes and Juju connecting for a touchdown. We don't know, Carlin, but the reality is that we don't know if the grab by James Bradbury would have changed. Like if he, Bradbury didn't grab him, if it would have changed the result. And that's why the ref had to throw the flag. Here is Nick Sirianni on the play and the call. I'm not. It's not my job to, uh, you know. I mean, you, you'll see me on the sideline. I'm going to argue with different things of, of of calls here and there, but it's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in, in split second, um, you know, scenarios. Um, and so, you know, that's what he saw, and he and he called it. And so, that's never. It. I, I know it always appears to be that. You know, it's one call that makes the. It's not. It's not what it is, right? It's not what it is. There's there's, there's so many plays that contribute to the the end result of the game, and in, and today they were better than we were. And to that point, you have talked about it all day. The mistake that the Eagles made in setting up Patrick Mahomes' 25 yard scramble that absolutely killed him. I mean, that's another one of those plays that made the biggest difference in that game. Yeah, I mean, that can't happen, Carlin. You're, you're, you're in cover one. It's single high safety. All of the, the defensive backs have their back turned. So if you're rushing five down linemen, those guys should be able to do the job of constricting the pocket and not letting Pat Mahomes get out. Carlin, if you've got five pass rushers, you technically should be gapped out in your pass rush. Every rush lane is accounted for. And so the fact that they let Pat Mahomes out, that's on the defensive line. And specifically Jordan Davis uh, and Dominican Sue and Javon Hargrave because those were the guys that were the interior three. They've got to squeeze the middle of that pocket, the guard center guard trio, which is the fabric of that pocket, and not let Pat Mahomes step up and step away and run away from pressure. The fact that they didn't do that is what allowed Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs to position themselves to have that red zone opportunity and ultimately lead to the Bradbury hold and them being able to run out the clock. So – the, the play that everybody's talking about, which is the pivotal play, the most consequential penalty that was called in the Super Bowl, should not have even happened. And, and that's on the Philadelphia Eagles defense, specifically that defensive line, and also their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and to say it was a hot ticket for the Super Bowl is a bit of an understatement. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Canty, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. 
when you consider what he has achieved already in his career for somebody that was drafted in 2017, has been in the league for six years, uh, only a starter for five years, and has been a two-time MVP, has been to three Super Bowls, Super Bowl MVP twice, and we are sitting here watching somebody, the likes of which, and I know what I'm saying, I, I don't know that we've ever seen this before. Not just starting your career this way, but if he walked away from the game today, he could walk straight into Canton as a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's absolutely already a top three to four quarterback of all time, if he stopped playing right now. It's wild to think that, isn't it? I mean, it's wild to just even say something like that, but that's the reality of it, Carlin. He's that good. And think about this. He's been in the league six years, but he's only been a starter for five, and in those five years, has hosted the conference championship game every single year. That's and insane. It's made, it made it to three Super Bowls, won two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, Carlin, and he's 27 years old. Think about the kind of runway that this guy's going to have with the rest of his career. I mean, if you wanted to think about him and Andy Reid being together for another half decade, Carlin, what, what's to say that these guys won't have an opportunity to go to another three Super Bowls? I mean, I, I think that most people, if you would put the over-under at two and a half, would probably take the over in terms of Super Bowl appearances with Mahomes and Andy Reid sticking around and being together for another five years. That's how good Pat Mahomes is. And Carlin, he's doing that, and he's not 100% healthy. He's been able to do this on one leg because of the high ankle sprain that he suffered in the divisional round against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was able to go head-to-head with the quarterback that a lot of people think is the second-best quarterback in the league in Joe Burrow in the conference championship game. Then he went head-to-head with the runner-up for MVP this season in Jalen Hurts, Carlin. He's beaten them both. And in both situations, this guy has been down in the game and found a way to be able to claw his way back. So I just think it's a situation where his competitive greatness shines through. He's at his best when his best is required. And that's the intangible that all of the all-time greats have. And, Carlin, last thing I'll say about this, probably not the last thing because Pat Mahomes is really damn good and we there's a lot of things we could say, but when we look at the quarterbacks in today's game there is no comparison to what we're seeing from pat mahomes there is no peer for pat mahomes in today's nfl which is why we always compare him to the all-time greats we have to there's nobody left to compare him to that's under center for an nfl team right now you have to compare him to the all-time greats because he's just head and shoulders above everybody else that's playing quarterback in the National Football League. Not only from a physical attribute standpoint, but from an intangible standpoint, competitive greatness, competitive toughness, physical toughness, just the way that he handles himself, Carlin, is just, it's otherworldly. You hear people talking about that that have been around football for a long time, and I think we have to start putting some credence behind it in moments like these where we see him not at his best in terms of being completely healthy and going up against a team that has, from a talent standpoint, a little more more to offer than his roster. And yet he finds a way to be a force multiplier and have his team on the winning side. Here he is on the chatter that he hears in dealing with criticism, which, I mean, 
If you're criticizing Patrick Mahomes, I, I don't want to know you, I think. Yeah, it's hard not to hear that stuff, uh, especially in, in today's age and social media and everything like that. And so you hear um, how, how not good we're going to be. Um, and all you can do is prove it on the football field. I'm not a guy that's going to re- respond and say stuff back to people or anything like that on social media. I'm just going to go out there and prove it on the football field. And uh, once you do that, there's nothing they can really say. Friday, what were we talking about? If you pick the Chiefs in this game, you are picking the greatness of Patrick Mahomes that's it. to supersede everything. And that's what we saw. I was picking the Eagles to win this game because I thought top to bottom, they were a much better team overall. And I listen, I still think there's a degree of truth to that, but that doesn't mean that on this particular night that they weren't the best team because uh, that, that they, the Chiefs weren't the best team, I should say. They were. And they out-physicaled them. They did everything they had to do to win. And this guy displayed all the special qualities that you have to have to be on this level. I, I, you know, I'm having trouble. And I'm sure part of it's recency bias. Mm. I mean, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. None of us is going to debate that, Mm -hmm. right? Who else are we putting in the top? Five conversation right now we're putting Peyton Manning in there guy won five MVPs you're probably for, putting Joe Montana in there yeah you're putting Joe Montana in there uh you putting I don't know are you putting Dan Marino in there he only won one MVP I don't yeah, know I don't I don't know if Marino gets in there yeah I don't know I don't if know he does if either gets in the top five um but this is the point this is the rarefied air that we're dealing with yeah like we, this already at 27 years old is already a no-brainer on every front. That's what this guy has done. And I I think it gets lost. But reading Peter King today uh, on Football Morning in America, the thing that has really come out over the last couple of weeks that has really been drilled home by Andy Reid, by Eric Bieniemy, by so many guys when it comes to Mahomes, is we all see the acrobatic things and the plays that he makes, um, you know, when, when a play is broken down. Yeah. And how amazing that is. Having said that, Chris, we don't talk about the smarts of Patrick Mahomes enough and everything that he does to make the right call. And, and to me, that is something that has to be respected a whole lot more. It's hey, it's not just this guy has unbelievable physical ability. It's that he sees the game on a whole nother level that none of us ever could, or that most quarterbacks could ever even sniff. Yeah, and I think that's in part attributed to coaching, Carlin, because you got to remember how Pat Mahomes was brought along. It would have been very easy for Andy Reid to pull Alex Smith when they were in the midst of a losing streak in the middle of Pat Mahomes' rookie season in 2017, but they didn't do that. They basically redshirted Pat Mahomes. I think he started one game, the regular season finale, because the Chiefs were already in the playoffs. But it it ended up being a situation where they slow-walked Pat Mahomes to make sure that he was absolutely ready, not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, to be able to take over an NFL team and to be the face of a franchise. And they hit the ground running because he threw 50 touchdowns in his rookie season and he won an MVP. So I think it's a situation where you have to credit the organization for some of what we're seeing 
with the start of Pat Mahomes' career. Because think about how tempted you would be if you had this uber-talented guy that, that at quarterback that the franchise could play, a guy that you invested two first-round draft picks in in order to have a chance to move up and get him. Imagine if you've got that guy and you're starting Alex Smith because you understand how special this guy has a chance to be and you don't want to ruin him before his career gets started. To me, Pat Mahomes' success is – uh, I don't want to say it's as much about the organization because I will always give the individual credit for their own personal development. But what Brett Veach and Andy Reid did in devising a plan to develop Patrick Mahomes is a blueprint that a lot of teams should follow when they have a talented guy. It's, it's just astounding to watch the guy play. It truly is. And uh, I thought that going into that game last night, the, the ankle was going to be more of an issue. He aggravated it during the game. It was an issue. It was yeah. an issue. Yeah. But, and but that's he aggravated what I say, Carla. It during the game. But can't he, when it mattered the most, that's the biggest play he made was with his legs. When it mattered yeah. the most. Well, and we saw that in the conference championship game. And, and we thought that because of the stakes, because this is going to be the last game, that he would put it all on the line. And that's exactly what he did. I mean, you listen to his teammates talk about that, you know, ankle being aggravated after T.J. Edwards tackles him in the second quarter. And those guys said, yeah, we didn't have any doubt that Pat was going to do whatever he needed to do to be out there. I don't know if they had Mr. Miyagi back there during halftime working on him while Rihanna was performing, <laughs> whatever it was. But it worked when he came back out because it didn't seem like he was having any ill effects. And in the most important time in the game where he had an opportunity to use his legs to help his team, that's exactly what he did, Carlin. And it's selfless in the sense that he put it on the line for his teammates, and I think that's one of those leadership qualities that everybody in that Chiefs locker room respects. And Patrick Mahomes, the Super Bowl MVP, is going to join us two hours from now at 6.20 p.m., Eastern Time. Make sure you are with us. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. More from you. We want to hear from you, your take on the controversial penalty call that should have never been called. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Uh, And also, Canty, we're going to get into uh, the greatness, not just of Mahomes, but what we saw on the other side of the field last night and what the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts have sitting in front of them because it may not be that far behind of what Mahomes is eventually uh, going to accomplish based on what we've seen from Jalen Hurts. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Just seeing Jim Trotter, veteran NFL reporter, uh, last night uh, was underneath the stadium as Rihanna was being ushered off and onto a golf cart. And he said, Rihanna, wait, amazing job. You killed it. And as she's driving away in the back of it, she says, thank you, boo. Boy, that'd be something if I was called boo by Rihanna. I'm I sorry. mean, Lifetime Achievement Award, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Rihanna once called me boo. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that would be my Twitter profile. That would be it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I would put for the one line. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Well, we do this every Monday of the football season, so today is no different. Which teams were great? Breaks a tackle at the 15-10-5. Touchdown! What player was not? Does he hang on? Intercepted! He couldn't hang on! This is the NFL Top 5, Bottom 5. Here's Canty with the top five. Number five. All right, Colin, let's kick it off with Nick Bolton, linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs in the second quarter. After a false start by Isaac Sayamalu, the, the Philadelphia Eagles on third and six dial up Jalen Hurts for a quarterback sneak. Nick Bolton bolts into the backfield to force a fumble, and then, Carlin, he completes the trifecta, the force fumble, the scoop, and the score. 36 yards later, he's putting six on the board for Kansas City and keeping them within striking distance at half. The Chiefs were down 24-14, to 14, Carlin, and we know that it could have been uglier if that play did not happen. But Nick Bolton, a third-year linebacker who set the franchise record for tackles and finished second in the NFL, also led all players in Super Bowl 57 with nine stops, coming up with a huge play for the Chiefs' defense. Number four. A.J. Brown, Carlin. He dunked on Trent Duffy, McDuffie, and Juan Thornhill. First play of the second quarter with a 45-yard touchdown grab. And Carlin, Brown was the only Eagle not named Jalen Hurts to get into the end zone. Six catches on eight targets, 96 yards. It ain't a bad day at the office in terms of getting it done. Played exactly how GM Howie Roseman envisioned for him in this spot when he traded for him and paid him $100 million on a contract. A.J. Brown was everything you would want from a number one wide receiver. Unfortunately, his offense, his team, came up short in the big game. Jalen Rager ain't doing that. Number three. (laughs) Jalen Hurts and Carlin, the only reason why he's third and not higher on this list is because he's the losing quarterback. But make no mistake about it. It was an MVP-worthy performance. 27-38, 304 yards, a touchdown, and a 103 passer rating. Carlin, he also added 70 yards rushing, which set a record for quarterbacks rushing yards in the Super Bowl. Carlin, 10 rushes for first downs, and three of them were touchdowns. Unbelievable. A near flawless performance by Jalen Hurts. And in a gotta-have-it situation, down eight points in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, 
He marched his team eight plays, 75 yards, to tie the game and give Philly a chance. We talk about this a lot, Carlin. Being at your best when your best is required certainly was Jalen Hurts in the biggest stage that the game has to offer. His defense couldn't get a stop, but that shouldn't be why anybody has any questions about Jalen Hurts moving forward. Number two. Andy Reid, Carlin. Top five in wins all time. Second in playoff wins with 22 only to Bill Belichick. And he's the only head coach to have 100-plus wins with two different franchises. And now one of only 14 coaches to win multiple Super Bowls. At 64 years old with Pat Mahomes as his quarterback, it's hard to imagine Andy Reid walking away anytime soon, Carlin, especially when he's at the top of his game. And the way I know he's at the top of his game All you got to do is look at the halftime adjustments that the Kansas City Chiefs made. Look at the halftime adjustments that they made. Carlin, the Eagles didn't stop them. The Eagles' defense did not stop Kansas City in the second half. The only time the Chiefs had to settle for anything less than a touchdown is because they wanted to on the last drive where Jarrett McKinnon slides a couple of yards short of the end zone so they run the clock out and kick the game-winning field goal. But that was it. That Chiefs' offense made every single adjustment that they needed to in order to run through the Philadelphia Eagles defense in the second half like a hot knife through butter. That's exactly what we saw. Shout out to Number one. But the biggest shout out goes to Pat Mahomes, Carlin. And I hate to throw out the numbers in totality, Carlin, but you almost have to do it. And you got to isolate what Mahomes did in the second half. Because, Carlin, we've seen him in this spot before in the Super Bowl. Down double digits. Going into the second half, it's usually when Pat Mahomes is at his best. Remember Super Bowl, what was it, uh, 54, when we saw him against the San Francisco 49ers? He was down by 10 points in the fourth quarter and converted at third and long to Tyreek Hill. Well, I mean, basically he did that the entire second half, Carlin, against the Philadelphia Eagles defense. He was 13 of 14, two passing touchdowns, Carlin, and a 133-9 passer rating. Carlin. It's the highest completion percentage that we've seen for a quarterback in any half of a postseason game since 2006. That's how surgical Pat Mahomes was on one leg against what was the top-ranked passing defense in the entire NFL during the regular season. Carlin, it was an absolute dominant performance, and the play that encapsulates how great Mahomes was wasn't even a pass. It was a 26-yard scramble on the game-winning drive to get his team into the red zone and set up that game-winning field goal from Harrison Rucker. To me, that that is one of those where a quarterback finds that medal and they find a way to elevate the team around them, and that's exactly what Mahomes did in that one play. He's got two Super Bowl MVPs, two rings. He's got three Super Bowl appearances, two MVPs, Carlin. Mm-hmm. The best start that we've seen from any player through their first six years in the National Football League. Could quit today and would walk in to the Hall of Fame first ballot. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So that's the that's the list, Carlin. That's the top five. Mm. Any objections? Any glaring omissions? No objections. Two that I think could have been in there, but I, I honestly don't know where you would have put them. Uh, would have been, number one, my guy Isaiah Pacheco, um, who, you know, I don't know if you saw, I mean, if 76 yards rushing – uh, did a fantastic job, and I don't know if you saw it after the game, uh, had his parents down on the field and was crying with them. That's, got, that's a guy who's been through a lot, lost both his older brother and older sister to tragedy uh, earlier in his life, and, 
uh, felt great for him, and he really played exceptionally well in the game. And the other one would be the Chiefs' offensive line. You know, I, I really think the Chiefs' O-line did a fantastic job in limiting uh, a team that had 70 sacks this year, but the Chiefs' O-line wasn't getting as much love because of how good the Eagles' offensive line was. But, boy, they, they were physical. They created those lanes for Pacheco to run in, and they protected Patrick Mahomes all night. Only got hit five times, as you pointed out earlier, only twice in the pocket. I mean, that tells you everything. But, again, I don't know where you put those two that you would have taken others out. Yeah, I think I think the, the Chiefs' offensive line certainly should be in the top five. Maybe I bump A.J. Brown out and make him an honorable mention along with Isaiah Pacheco. But I could, I could buy into that one. And you know I'm all about giving the big guys some love, Carla, yep. because that's where football games are won and lost. And that Chiefs' offensive line – Matter of fact, the Chiefs on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage, offensive line and defensive job, defensive line, they did the job last night, which is why KC is planning a parade for the Super Bowl champions and not the city of Philadelphia. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Lines are open. We're getting to your calls in just moments. On the call, the penalty call against James Bradbury or whatever from the Super Bowl you want to get into, but was that ultimately the biggest factor in the game? Kentia Carlin, ESPN Radio, and Kentia, you know this, when you want the best deal on the best meal, you choose Wendy's two for six bucks. Now you can pick two from Wendy's best menu items, including the Dave single made only with always fresh, never-frozen beef, the spicy chicken sandwich, 10-piece crispy nugs, or a medium strawberry lemonade, pair any two for just 6 bucks. That's a Dave single spicy chicken sandwich, 6 bucks. Spicy chicken sandwich, medium strawberry lemonade, 6 bucks. Strawberry lemonade, 10-piece nugs, 6 bucks. Even a Dave single with another Dave single. That's right, only 6 bucks. Wendy's two for six bucks is one deal that lets you pick the meal you want or the price you want. Swing by Wendy's today to get the best deal in fast food. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six bucks for a limited time. Price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's a la carte only single item at regular price. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I did make a, a, a crucial mistake last night. I got too cute, Canty, and it, it cost me. I got that? too cute. I decided uh, the other day, I told you I was going to keep it relatively simple with the food. 
and I, I decided, all right, I'm going to make a queso, which I have never really done before. And queso is very tricky because you don't you got to get the consistency right, and then you got to make sure that you know you're keeping it warm and you're stirring it, and it's not you know staying in one place. And I decided as I went out yesterday afternoon to the supermarket that I was going to get some chorizo too and throw that in. Yeah, overcooked mm-hmm. the chorizo. Next thing you know, a fire alarm's going off in the house. It's just a complete disaster. That is a problem. <laughs> that is it, a big problem. It did not work for me. How did your food situation work out? Oh, it was outstanding, Carlin. Well, I told you the wife was was going to make a dip for me because I threw out the dip recipes from the chip and dip contest that you were an efficient, a judge. How do we describe your role? Uh, I would uh, judge. I would say yes, an efficient okay, so, also. So we, so although I went and screwed up the call at the end. So I threw up the top two <laughs> recipes from the chip and dip contest, and the wifey nixed both of those and instead decided to go with a chili cheese dip, which Ooh. I might say was outstanding. Ooh. Outstanding, Carlin. Just a little bit of kick, a little bit of jalapeno in there, a little bit of habanero. Just had enough spice to make it interesting, but a lot of a lot of cheese, and I like the, the dips that have a lot of cheese or a lot of queso, like layered it. It was a nice layered dip, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we had the wings, the jerk wings that she always does. Now, you know when she's making those those wings, they're outstanding, Carlin. So like all, my my only role in that is to get the grill fired up, and as long as I get the grill going. She takes care of it. She puts them on the grill. She turns them. She, you know, all of the stuff. She sauces them up, pulls them off when they're done, right? Mm. So the wing, the recipe is always going to stay true to form. But I wanted to give it a little something extra because it is Super Bowl Sunday. So this time, when I'm doing the grill, when I'm getting the grill ready to go, not only did I put the charcoal briquettes in there. No, 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 no. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so it's got to be special. I actually put wood hardwood in the grill with the charcoal briquettes. Ooh. And might I say this, when you have the hardwood in there with the charcoal briquettes, it it bumps the level of flavor up a few rungs, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, it, it just takes it to another level. And that made my Super Bowl viewing experience that much better. It wasn't a huge spread because it was just me and the wifey. You know, we like to lock in and watch the game. Um, she likes to watch the commercials and Rihanna. I wanted to watch the actual football. But needless to say, we didn't want to be bothered by anybody else. So it wasn't a huge spread, but what we did do, we did very well. And I had a nice full-body cab to wash it all down, Carlin. Oh, Outstanding Super Bowl viewing experience. See, this is the problem, okay? You try to take it up a notch, and it all works out great. Mm. I try to take it up a notch, and what do I do? fat it. <laughs> cook the chorizo too much, you know, I, not keeping the, because I can't put the queso in the microwave to keep it hot, because that's just asking for trouble. You yeah, got to keep it on the stove. And then, Kitty, I'm a simple man. Mini hot dogs wrapped in the pastry, right? Put them in the oven. Take them out on the sheet. Didn't put enough oil on the sheet. They're sticking to the sheet. I'm trying to use a spatula to get them off. It's keeping half the pastry. It's it's just it was an utter disaster. Yeah, that's not good. That's not I, good. I don't understand how you screw that up though, big fella. Neither do I. Because how how did you do that? I'm okay, but I, mean, I found you, a all way. You, all you had to do was follow a recipe. How hard is that? 
I, I, I did follow the recipe, but I decided to get too cute. And the chorizo was not in the recipe. So they, it's just... It, 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 but that's all, see, that, that's, that's when you called it audible. You went Omaha, and you're not Peyton Manning or Eli Manning. You know it's probably not going to work out. You got to stick to the script, big fella. I know. You gotta I know. Leave it, you got to leave it to smarter minds to come up with things that, that enhance our Super Bowl viewing experience. You can't just wing this thing and think it's going to work out. So you got speak. weeks to plan for your Super Bowl spread. You can't all of a sudden, day of, decide you're going to go a different direction. Well, it's all right, gonna, that's fair. Gonna work. That's fair, but I just tried to adjust on the fly a little bit be- to make it a little bit better on something that I had never, never made before. <laughs> yeah, when we're adjusting on the fly as guys that aren't necessarily always in the kitchen, when we're adjusting on the fly, what that looks like is maybe changing your beverage a little bit. You might have decided that you know, you're going to go with a bourbon instead of a tequila, a wine instead of a beer. Not adding chorizo to a recipe that's already got some other things in it. Uh, listen, I, the one thing I can tell you is the beverages were fine. I was, <laughs> I didn't screw up opening up those Coronas and adding the lines to them. I guarantee you that. <laughs> that went absolutely perfectly. It was the only thing, but it did. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.